It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Oh, welcome into the program here, the Big Nasty Show. It's your Monday afternoon, evening. Hopefully you're home, actually, uh, already done with your work day. Happy Monday to you. Uh, I can't tell you enough how I want to look across the mirror here, across between what is not a mirror, it's actually just glass. I see the delicious Trevor Bacon Kelsey on the other side of the window. How are you today, sir? Has uh, this this week brought new things and happy things to your world? Uh, it has. Uh, Louisville will meet Kentucky this week. We introduced really? our 2014 <laughs> golf cards today. I told uh, we're going to talk about that in just a second. I mean, all, all that it's been it's, the weather's nice outside. I didn't have to wear a jacket. If I'd known it was going to be this nice, I would have worn shorts and made you even happier. Oof. It's been it's been it's been a good weekend and a, and a good Monday so far. I'm not sure if you wore shorts, I would be able to do any of the show. That'd yeah. probably be kind of a problem. So um, I understand you're in there trying to. To work your way up to uh, Indianapolis, try to do a little uh, basketball game. There's a game Friday night, I guess, isn't there? There will be a game Friday night. And, I haven't uh, heard anything about this we, game. We, so. will, we will hopefully uh, we'll be at Oxmoor Ford on Thursday, and we'll be hopefully broadcasting location yet decided oh, in Indianapolis I on like Friday. It. I love it. Oh, a remote from Indy. I love it. That's Maybe exciting. I can get some of my favorite Pacer players to join the broadcast. I you doubt they'll return have, my call. You but. probably have. Well, you know, all you can do is try. You know what I'm saying? That's I mean, you, throw it at him, see what happens. I so. can get another Reggie Miller autograph like the one he signed on the restraining order for me. <laughs> We don't want to talk about that. We don't have enough time to talk about that. Hey, an autograph's an autograph in my eyes, people. I would recommend that you wear the shorts up at the Indianapolis remote is all I'm saying. I so, don't see uh, that happening at all. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about today. There is lots of, uh, there's March Madness in the air, and I don't know if anybody's got a little, little taste of it or not. So um, there was, um, I was talking to you off ca- off air just a minute ago, and there was apparently some uh, some mob sort of riots this weekend in, in Louisville, downtown. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Things are getting feisty. In the in the uh, in the area, that's what I hear. It's uh, Saturday night. I wonder if that was a result of the basketball. Do you think that's what it was? A res- it was a direct result of the basketball, maybe. Uh, basketball, possibly. They raised the the, uh, the cover charge at one of the uh, local <laughs> first street bars. Maybe I think that may have been a reason. Oh, they were. Uh, you you got to check out the video, man. I'm telling you, you got to check the video out. I'm sure it was a mix of both uh, both poisons. Equally, I can the tell you what. I can tell you what's going to happen with these kids. They think it's all fun and games to run around and jump on people's cars and rob people and do these things that they were doing, beating people up and, th- and such. They're going to run. They're going to run into the wrong group of rednecks one night. <laughs> these rednecks are going to be sitting in their car, taking care of business, drinking a couple beers, and and uh, heavily loaded, uh, not because of the beer, but because of the ammunition. And uh, they're going to run into these these rednecks at the wrong time, and it's going to be a it's going to be a bullet lacing, if you know what I mean. They'd be lucky they'd run into cops before they run into those people. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Cops will treat you better. Yes. Cops have no choice but to treat Maybe. you better. So, uh, but anyway, there's, apparently there was some. Uh, they're going to up the. Uh, they're going to up the ante because we do have the women's NCA. One of the, the regionals is here this year at the Yum Center. Yeah, because the fear of riding over the women's res- there's game gonna results. Be run- is, is is an immediate impact of, of concern by the the, uh, the the government here? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the, the, mayor, the mayor's got yeah. concerns about. It. No, they're they're upping security because of this riding because of the, they're going to be uh, they're going to be up in arms. Listen, so. I love Coach Walls and what he's done with this program, and I'm <laughs> full support of the Lady Cards. But I, uh, I do not picture in any fashion in any way Lady, people riding because Louisville has won a Sweet Sixteen okay. game. Okay, on a on a on a on a different women's note, basketball. On, on the same note, but a, a quick. Quick prediction: How far does the women's team go this year? Uh, they won the first round. 
I think honestly, I think Elite Eight would be Elite Eight or bust at least when they would meet. They would meet Tennessee, but that's in Louisville. So the expectations are at least the Elite Eight. And then if they were, I think they can beat Tennessee. And then you got to be if you get to the Final Four, it comes down to really the big three. They only lost five games all year or four games I'm all so, year. I'm three up one to UConn, one to Kentucky. You, they would have to play undefeated Notre Dame in the Final Four, and then UConn in the title game, which has been their thorn. And Jeff Walls aside for many years now. Well, he can't, he can't be Connecticut. Unfortunately, doesn't seem I, like anybody can. I wanted to I wanted to go out and mob and riot the other day because I saw the line on the the opening round game with UConn and whoever their opponent was. It, it's, it's insignificant. Oh, with it was all probably due, like seventy five points. With all disrespect, no, the line was like thirty two. They beat them by forty eight or forty seven. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I wanted to go out robbing. They, they they won't go much more than like thirty five. That's what's the I wonder what the biggest point spread has ever been in, in the history. women's in uh, women's basketball. First round would be the time to get it. Well, if you're talking you're talking tournament, not regular season Sanctioned. as well. I mean, yeah, no, it, not regular season. Like tournament for the first round of tournament is probably the most disparity in the uh, in the. Uh, I don't know the exact record, but if I had to make a guess, I'd say close to forty. Maybe would probably be your highest. Say a team. Yeah, that, that's what I would think. A team that's with a losing record maybe sneaks in and gets stuck with UConn right off the bat. Right. I could see a forty point spread. Anyway, we're talking about women's college basketball. So we're gonna we're gonna turn the page real quick. There's lots more to talk about today, and I don't have a lot of time. Uh, but let's talk about real quick before I get started on the outline here. We're gonna we're gonna have Nick Swartz on in the second segment. We're gonna talk about these uh, brackets that are remaining, the 16 teams that are remaining. Who we're gonna get uh, your thoughts, Bacon, and also his as to who's gonna win these games and what the reasons are for that. We're also gonna break down the uh, the American League and National League West divisions, the last of our series. Major League Baseball actually started on Saturday night. I don't know whether you're aware of that or not. Did it really? It, it did, in fact, start on Saturday night. Uh, it, they're calling it the Australian game. Wait, wait a minute. That's how Major Aust- League Baseball started, like, first week of April. <laughs> it, it used to, it gets get earlier and earlier now. So they had a two, they had a game. We'll talk a little bit about that here in the, the second segment as well oh, with Nick Swartz. Hold on, let me ask you this. Okay. You're telling me, explain telling to me, because you, you love baseball more than I do. I do. You're telling me a sport that has lost numerous percentages in terms of the excitement of their opening day, which is by far their biggest event close next to maybe the World Series. Baseball's flourishing. Now, right now not man. only that, that, not only have they lost that when they're doing regular opening day, they've decided to sneak in opening day two weeks early in the middle of March Madness in Australia when no one even gives two No, it's before. Well, it was, it, it was actually it was Saturday. They did a doubleheader. Bud Selig just taking a crap on the desk as he walks Bud out the Selig's door? Bud Selig's no more. We'll talk about that later, though. He's, he's not, he doesn't care anymore. He's emotionally. Clearly, he he's, doesn't. He's detached from the whole situation. But anyway, this has got everybody. This has got everybody that plays fantasy. Everybody That's open arms. Crazy fantasy because you get this whole week and a half before the actual game start Sunday night actually marks the opening day ceremonies across the ones that are recognized nationally, and then most of the teams will start their opener on Monday. Um, we got a list of that. But fantasy baseball is so long; you can draft guys a week into the season. Oh yeah, well, but you gotta you gotta have to learn to be tactful about that with fantasy. You got to yeah. draft your team and then sort of sit back. It's not like football. Football, man, if you if you don't got a guy producing, you gotta you gotta go. You yeah. gotta get rid of him. You don't. There's. I mean, how how long do you wait in football if a guy's not producing? Two weeks maximum. Unless you're a keeper if league. You're start, if, yeah. Unless you got a keeper league and you think he's going to come around. But in baseball, it's the complete opposite of that. Uh, you know, you a guy's not performing. You got to give him. You got to give your players a chance to go in and out of their hot and cold streaks in fantasy baseball because that's the key to know when to start the right guys. And you know, it's not as important when you're talking about fantasy football. So, but that's all getting underway this week. Um, we've got the final four talk. We're gonna we're gonna prick all when we get Nick on the air. We're gonna go three way on it and talk about that. Um, the baseball predictions. I've got some things, some thoughts. Uh, did you see Teddy was on the uh, ESPN with Gruden today, the coach's corner or whatever they call it? Heard that, but did not see it yet. Impressive. Impressive. Apparently, the gloves are important to, to Teddy. The gloves are important to Teddy. He uh, he came down here for the pro day in Louisville, and he didn't have the gloves on. 
And yeah. as a result of that, apparently he missed a few throws, and everybody's talking about that and how it may move him out of the draft. And there's the draftology and what uh, what's uh, Mel Kuyper's, you know, where do you have? If I was to ask you if you were if you were any of the teams and spots, where, where do you think that uh, Teddy's going to fall within this uh, draft this year? Uh, top ten. You still think it's top ten? I, I think it's top ten regardless. Yeah, I mean whether he goes before Manziel or Broyles. Is irrelevant. I think he's a top ten. Now, if he does somehow fall a top ten, it could get. I'd have to look at the draft and see who's who's in that ten through twenty area. But he's definitely a first round. I would be surprised if he fell a top ten. I really would. Yeah, that's interesting. That uh, they they said there's only three people, uh, three candidates in the quarterback position. But there's some people say that there shouldn't be a quarterback picked in the whole first round. So, but uh, he had that. He was on John Gruden, and it actually, I think it actually helped his stock, if you would. Uh, I know that you're not, he's not actually on the field in the particular interview, but uh, John Gruden has a good take on how he talks to the guys. It's kind of cool, you know. Yeah, those Gruden corners are pretty fun. Yeah, they can be entertaining it, to the most part. It was, as, you know, for, for uh, you know, Monday afternoon. Yeah, leading up to it, sometimes I get some ideas, and Gruden's, Gruden's got a, he's got a good uh, good approach to things. So, um, you also you're an NBA guy, and I wanted to note, note this. What's your take on this whole like NBA trying to impose this sleeved uh, uniform situation? Have you, oh, you into, I mean, no, no, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I, Tell me, I, I mean, not what's, a fan. what's the, is it is it is that is it that cut and dry as as I read it? Is it? Is it they just want to cover up tattoos and <laughs> no? Is it's, that what it's what, what's what's the story? It's marketing. It's, a, it's another way to sell tickets. Apparently, kids think um, the younger generation, I guess you could say, find it cooler than than I do at least. And and they were had much success with the I don't they weren't sleeves complete sleeves, but they were kind of the WNBA style cut jerseys that they introduced a couple of years ago, and they had success with those. And I mean, if they're going to put nicknames on the back of the jerseys, which, by the way, Vince McMahon was way ahead of the curve on that with the XFL. Yeah, Vince then, McMahon was a genius, by the way. Then, then I guess they have no con. They have no problem in putting, you know, making their jerseys look like T-shirts because of what it does it enables you now. If you're if you're a fan of LeBron James or you know Paul George or whoever you're a fan of, and you you have like me who buys a lot of Eagles jerseys. You have, you know, you have the home, right. you have the away. <laughs> yeah. Now you want the sleeve jersey because you're just a fan of it. Real quick on that note, what's your thoughts on Deshaun Jackson's potential and also imminent departure? No surprise. I'm, no I'm, no I'm, surprise? I was more surprised he was with the team this year. To Are you upset by this? Uh, it doesn't seem like Coach is, is too tolerant of any kind of off-the-field sort of theatrics. And yeah, so, I wouldn't say. It just, it, he just, but Deshaun Jackson, he, he wants more money. I've ne- I won't have any... Pity for anyone who accepts a contract, especially a five-year contract, with, and then gets mad a year into it because he feels that he deserves more money. I have, no, I have no pity for anybody like that. That that's the type of person like Terrell Owens did it before, where right. he signed a contract. He signed a contract that was backladen. That was the contract he accepted, and therefore, after one year, he was mad about it and wanted a new deal. Those kind of people. If you do that, you aggravate me. Unless if you willing to sign the contract. Didn't, didn't, didn't honor the contract for the most part. You know or at least he, give it a, half the contract. You, you know what really annoys me about Deshaun Jackson? He left oh, upwards of $250,000 laying around his house for someone to come just pickpocket. That's what really upsets me about that guy. That's why he needs more money. <laughs> give me, send it to me, and, and, I, and we'll pretend that we'll make a big story about it. So I never understood how he has a house in the South Philly, too. I mean, there's, well, I, I've South never Philly's been to Philly, well, but South Philly's most part. It, it's industrial in South Philly, but there are parts that are decent. I don't want to call it ghetto, but... It's, well, he strikes me as the kind of guy that wants to keep the thug up. You understand well, what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I assume that's the only reason. You know yeah. what I mean? He wants to keep that hard edge. Yeah. You know, they're, they're big. a lot of guys in the NFL are big on the hard And he's a small man, comparatively. You know, he's probably about my size. But in the big picture in the NFL, he's, he's kind of a small guy. Yeah. So, But anyway, I just thought I thought they, they, got, they did deal him today, didn't they? Or I don't know if, what, the, what, what they came up with. Is it the final? Well, no, he's still an Eagles of now. 
So we'll see. He's still now the, where he, where he gets traded to and what they receive in return will, will be a question. There's several teams that are obviously interested. I mean, they should be interested in his. He, he's not a guy that's going to really go over the middle and get you first downs on a regular basis, but he's a guy that if right. you have a receiver like that already, well, he and can bomb you those deep, are more common than not. He's got wheels on him, man. Yeah, he he's a guy that can get back. He can get punt you. returning, special yeah. teams. He can do reverses. He can punt return. We all know he can do all the that. Giants in that big game. What was that three years ago? Uh, yes, a beautiful return. game, by the way. You, you like that? So that was a beautiful. I was at my family Christmas during that game. I bet you, I bet you were orgasmic during that game. So yes, but we got golf is underway. I mean, golf's pretty well kicking it nowadays. We got a big golf tournament this weekend down at the Bay. The it was the uh, Arnold Palmer Classic, the Invitational, at Bay Hill, and uh, this is a tough golf course, man. They uh, at first uh, they were they were getting it, and then uh, Adam Scott had the lead all weekend. And I bring this up because uh, it, this up to this point in the tour this year, they've had no, no uh, prominent or known, well known golfers win the tour events. It's all these no names or lesser known names are winning the tour constantly. This Avery, this Matt Avery guy, solid. I mean, he went through an emotional roller coaster the last couple holes of the tournament to hold off Adam Scott, who's arguably one of the best players. He was number one at one point, and uh, Keegan Bradley was right there too. They were both trying to make a charge, but Matt Avery holds them off. And uh, I'm excited about this because there's two reasons. Number one, this means that I'm going to be out in the golf course before too long, but it also means that it's that time of year again. You know what time of year it is, buddy? It's that time. It's that time of year. We have the 2014 now, we don't have all the details just yet for this, but we've got the 2014 golf tour cards here at 1450thesportsbuzz.com, which you can go to 1450thesportsbuzz.com slash forward slash golf card, or you can call 812-725-1457 to get this. this now, we do have some of the courses. I mean, Glen Oaks, Chariot Run, Polo Fields, they were members the last couple of years with That's us. what I'm saying. Thanks, thanks to them for coming back. They know what kind of a deal it is. It gets everybody knowledgeable about their course. They get... All these courses for less than twenty five bucks is what I'm saying, and a lot like you know the bandwagon jumpers that are now coming back on the Kentucky's bandwagon after their win in Wichita. Valley View kind of jumped on the group hey, there hey, now hey, added hey, to as well. Hey, I see what you do. So we got Valley View. We got Jeff Elks right up here, which is my, one of my favorite places to play before I come do the show. You've got uh, Woodhaven Country Club over in Louisville. You can't play that. You can't play that course. That's private uh, unless you have this golf court card. Uh, you got Polo Fields, Heritage Hills, an amazing golf course. Polo Fields, Glen Oaks, both nice courses. Uh, You've got Chariot Run. I've never played Chariot Run, but I've heard nothing but good things about this golf I saw course. Chariots of Fire once. Does that count? Do, 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 yeah. do. I'd love to see you in one of those jogging outfits to the music of Chariots of Fire in slow motion. Love using our golf cards to go out and play these courses. You know, I suck at it, but when you start talking golf to me, you might as well be talking in Sanskrit. Well, I you know what's no fun what about these golf about. cards? Even if you're not a good golfer, you can get yourself a six-pack of beer. Take you, you get cheap. You can for what you save on this golf cart, you get a six pack of beer to take with you when you're out there. You can handle that, right? Six pack of beer, rolling around. Oh yeah, right. But uh, this is a great gift for somebody. It's a great gift for yourself uh, and all those golf courses. This is available right now at fourteen fifty thesportsbuzzcom slash golf card, or you can call eight one two seven two five one four five seven to get your two thousand and fourteen tour card today so um we're going to get to a break here and we come back from the break we're going to have nick schwartz from the players view on with us and we're going to break down the major league baseball american and national league west and we're going to break down the remaining 16 teams in the march madness apparently they're playing basketball right now i don't you hear anything about that i've heard a rumor we'll talk about it on the state on the flip side stay with us right here on the big nasty show on 1450 the com.
when it's dark Fear of the dark Fear of the dark Wow, you pulled some Maiden out of the, out of the, the deep dark archives. Do you have a fear of the dark, Bacon? That's, I picture you like screaming for your mom when you were a kid, just like rolling around helplessly. I'm dark. It's cold. But opposite. I like the dark. I like it dark in my. I don't like a lot really? of light in my room. No. I don't either. I slept I'm with a I, I, like I, a vampire. I, did you ever do the nightlight thing at nope. all when you were a kid? No, nope. and I can't I, sleep with the lights on either unless I'm just extremely tired and i'm ready to pass out from just being just you know not enough sleep in my life in general but what about tv uh do you, do you, do you I, sleep same in the situation oh yeah. unless I'm I, like unless that I just fall asleep because i'm just extremely tired I i'm kind of like that to too so i want to get into a couple little notes here on the horse racing front first of all it's a very exciting time for me personally because you know how i have an affinity for the horse racing but we've got to how, it's 40 days until the kentucky derby trevor is that exciting that's really exciting to me i'm thrilled I'm, i know you are but I am too. But they've got there's a big scandal going on right now, a little bit in horse racing. I don't know. They've got this uh, two of the prominent. I'm not even going to say them on the air because Peta has launched this investigation, and two of the prominent guys within the horse racing business are under serious, serious scrutiny right now. Um, which leads me into the fact that uh, I've always said this. I said this from the day one, and I know that you know this. But I everybody will cheat. Everybody will cheat. So if, cheating and you get caught. It's only gee, that's perfect. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, but I'm going to start now, leading up to the Derby. We got 40 days, so the next couple of shows, I'm going to give you my top five Derby horses, and then we got Nick Sports on the Oxmoor Front Legged Buzz Line, which we're going to get to him in just a second. So, I'm going to give you my five Derby horses here, and maybe not so much in the actual order, but I'm going to try to do that the best I can. First is Intense Holiday, which is uh, a uh, Jack Wolf owned horse. Uh, Jack Wolf has let me into his house before. Yeah, Jack's a good guy. Yeah, Jack's a great guy. So yeah. uh, he's got intense holiday. He's going to be in my five horse. I like this wildcat uh, red horse, which is the Garofalo trained horse. That's my four. Opportunity is my three. Um, we miss Artie just one up at the Spiral Stakes for for Ken and Sarah Ramsey and Todd Pletcher. Um, I'll put that horse in the second spot. I actually like uh, Tapature. You heard it here first. That's the first time. But right now, I'm pulling for Tapature, who's from the Steve Aspison bar, who's uh, who's definitely under scrutiny right now for some of the investigating reporting that's been going on. So um, they they brought some information to me that I never had would have ever figured out in my lifetime, Trevor. And that's the very simple fact that everybody will cheat. And again, what did you say? It's only it, cheating when you get caught. It's only cheating if you get caught. So on that note. Speaking of, of uh, cheating and not getting caught, uh, we're going to go to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, which is 502-384-1450. We've got uh, the Players View representative, Mr. Uh, Nick Swartz, on the line with us. Nick, what's happening, buddy? Not much. Uh, just listening to the beginning of you guys' show and uh, enjoying it, getting a little frustrated, wanting to call in right away. You wanted to get in here sooner. That's Trust me, the, the, the ladies of the uh, United States have the same problem, the same affliction, sir. They want to get in here as soon as they can. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I believe it too. <laughs> and bacon too. We we put bacon and nasty or nasty bacon together. It's a it's a beautiful sandwich, if you know what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know, know where these ladies are for me. I, they never show up at my house unless I've got cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Nick Schwartz, uh, you're our guest today, buddy. Tell me what's been going on in the uh, Northeast up there, buddy. I know you just you you made you made life just recently, didn't you? 
what did you say? I you, just did, you just made life recently, didn't you? You created life again. Yeah. Um, you tenacious yeah, Ten bastard. days ago, my yeah, my son Brody James was born. Um, yep, yeah, just getting used to being a dad again. Can I tell you? Can, can, can I ask you? Baby. Can I ask you a question though? You got to give this sure. kid a chance. You got to give this kid a chance before you you run around taking a bunch of selfies and pictures of him with New York Yankees gear and Philadelphia gear on. I know you and Trevor get along with the Philadelphia part, but I mean, give the kid a chance at least to make his own decisions. <laughs> yeah, that that's funny um, that you even bring that up because one of the pictures I took, what you know, I took a lot of pictures of him and put them up, but I took a picture of my wife like mid labor, and she completely snapped out that none of her friends told her about it, and then she <laughs> oh, heard about it, it eventually. Yeah, like yeah. she's in like mid labor. <laughs> well, women women love pictures of themselves when they're pregnant, uh, Nick Schwartz. You know how that goes. Good lord. Yeah. So here's the deal. We got a lot of stuff going on right now, buddy. That's why I had you come on, come on with us. We uh, there's two huge things happening right now. First of all, we have March Madness, and we have Major League Baseball, and uh, that starts next week. Uh, as technically, it already started. Um, you uh, you have the Dodgers in Arizona playing in Australia Saturday night. They played a doubleheader. Um, so uh, you have any you have any anybody going in that game, buddy? With the fantasy, it's kind of a discrepancy with this fantasy this year, huh? Uh, you know, I'm definitely playing fantasy, you know that, and, um, you know, I, I, I try to go into fantasy drafts every year with, like, a plan, but it never seems to work out, so this year I'm just going to go in and just go on, like, muscle memory, like, you know, over the past years, what's worked for me. Um, that's, that's serious at the beginning of the season. I wasn't a real big fan of that. You know, they picked a strange country to start it, and I would think Major League Baseball would, you know, try to start like they used to, like 10, 20 years ago, like when we were kids, like one day that's opening day, not five Ac- opening days. Yeah, you know? across the board, the same day, everybody can get on board with it and have, you know, enjoy it, party. I'm with you 100%. I, I, I don't, I think it, I, I think it's a bad idea. And, and uh, Bacon brought it up too. He said, uh, you know, it's during March Madness. What kind of, what, what thought process went into this? It got put us to, to like the back page. And honestly, man, you know how much I love baseball. I forgot. I knew they were playing in Australia because, like, 50 people wrote on a player's view. And, you know, but I forgot. And then I'm watching ESPN highlights, and I see that, you know, Kershaw, how he pitched a good game, and I'm thinking to myself, like, opening series, what? And I'm like, that happened already? Like, it just seems like a it's a big break between that series and then, like, the next series for each team. Just a really bad idea. And isn't it a really strange country? To be pushing major league Yeah, you think baseball, you think Australia. <laughs> I yeah, mean, what, that's, that's ridiculous. Well, uh, so we we don't want to. We, we as I told you, we're going to talk. We're going to break down the American League West and also the National League West, which is represented by both Arizona and Los Angeles. Uh, unfortunately, they're underway, so hopefully, it won't uh, jade or jar your decisions on uh, the, the topics. No. Uh, well, uh, Trevor, I want some of your two cents, but not. A whole lot. Just one cent would be good instead of two cents. I'll tell you, one cent would be, I agree with Nick 100%. You can't drop the ball any worse for Major League Baseball. You're already playing behind the eight ball, behind basketball and football in this popularity game. Especially March Madness. In the popularity game. And next to the World Series, opening day is your second probably biggest event of your season. Right, promote it that way. By shoving it in Australia in the middle of the night during March Madness. That's just complete... Complete stupidity to me. It was a complete... It was a bad decision, and, 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 you know, I, I could... In so many ways, and um, you know, in a bad country, and, and all that said, but one thing I can't let go until we go into this is that you talked about Deshaun Jackson, and I I, I would have called in normally even right. if I wasn't coming on the show because I just recently wrote an article for Players You, and it's not that I'm even giving like tops to Players You right now. The thing is, I just wrote an article about it. I have very strong feelings on it. 
I've met Deshaun well, Jackson. Do a bunch tell, of times. please. Do, do tell, then, Mister Schwartz. Do tell. Okay, look, I am going to tell, and, and, and Bacon, I'm not trying to thrust Blake to get, get going again. <laughs> the thing is this, is that this year, it doesn't have anything to do, you know, he, he did mention something about his contract after this season went out. Just hear me out here. So he did mention something after the season went out. The bigger issue here, and my headline was, when Deshaun Jackson goes, blame Chip Kelly. That was my headline, because this has nothing to do with his performance on the field. It's Chip Kelly. It has nothing to do with his contract. It has everything to do with Chip Kelly and his ego. He wants a certain style of locker room. He wants to stop coaching college kids and be able to bully around, and he can't do that. And Deshaun Jackson doesn't fit in line to like the guy that he wants to be, so he wants to get rid of him. And they're not even talking trade no more. And this isn't like something that I just heard about. I heard it directly from someone in the Eagles organization. They are going to cut him if they cannot find a trade partner before the season. That is. Horrible. It doesn't matter to Deshaun Jackson because he gets cut. That's no problem. He get picked up somewhere. For, he'll get a year contract for ten million. No, no sweat. I mean, you're telling me you can't find one team to give even a fifth or sixth round. Maybe James Thrash got a fifth round pick. We got a fifth round pick for James Thrash, and we can't get a fifth round pick for. And I speak of the Eagles. Well, say, you, we, well, they for Deshaun their Jackson, they can like. They're, they're, they showed their hand. If you pretty much tell everyone, you know, the coach thinks this guy's a cancer, and you, you, you know, we're playing poker, and I show you that I got aces in the hole, you know, you're going to fold. So, it, it, but the, the Eagles have pretty much done it. They put it out there everywhere that they don't want this guy. The right. coach doesn't want this guy, so why they're going to lowball him? Let me ask you: this. The Raiders did the same thing, and not to say that Randy Moss and Sean Jackson same receiver. The Raiders did the same thing with Randy Moss, and they still got a fourth round pick from the Patriots. I know, but Randy Moss at that point in his career. Is at the same point, maybe in terms of production, that you would think you would get out of Deshaun Jackson at this point of his career. It's a horrible, it's a horrible mistake because Deshaun Jackson, and not only thirteen hundred yards receiving, but he also opens up the Riley Coopers and the Jeremy Macklin and the Shady and the yes. for, for Spools when he comes on. It, it's going to be a monumental mistake. I called it one of it. I called it in the article. This will go down as one of the worst moves by the Eagles, and that's saying a lot for a team with zero Super Bowls. And then I'm you two, you what, and then you two guys, then you two guys can sit around, and I'll hand out tissues as you ball and cry <laughs> this year because the Eagles are once again subpar team that can't get it done in the playoffs. Hey, Nick knows where I'm coming from. He knows. I know, I know where you both coming feel, from. Okay, he, I, I understand the frustration. He understands having one of the, the best defense in the NFL in 1990. Now you're making the freaking playoffs. Okay, let's not let's not let's <laughs> not know. let's not rant too much about the Philadelphia. Eagles. We got a lot of long way okay, to go. I, to the season, I tried so. to get that in. All right, so here we go. Yeah, we're we're gonna, I have such strong feelings. I, I know you do. You guys are very emotional individuals. So I'll call you later we, about it. Nick. Yeah, call, talk, <laughs> you guys can bumpies later and talk about it. So we got American League West and National League West. Let's jump into the the American League West first. Uh, we got the games are started underway. Actually, the official opening day, I guess, is Sunday. Technically, even though most of the teams play on Monday. Um, yeah. So or we the got other week, you know. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's, it's exactly so, or a week and a half before. So I can't do anything to set my lineup at all. I'm locked out, and I've got. It's like, what if someone gets hurt? You know, that's like the first week is just a screwing. So, uh, but let's go to this American League West first, and we'll do it like we normally do. And you can chime in with us at any time on the Oxbow Ford Lincoln Buzz Line five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty American League West. We're going to start with that's the Texas Rangers, Oakland Athletics. Anaheim Angels, Houston Astros in their second. Is this the second year the Houston's in the American League West? Yes. The second year, yes, right? It is. It's not the third yet. Okay. And yeah. then Seattle. So we have those five teams that make up the American League West. We've done all the rest. Uh, we're going to get to the West today. So, Nick, you're our guest. So I'm going to start with you, and I want you to give me your fifth team at the end of the regular season in the American League West. 
Well, I absolutely choose the Houston Astros. I mean, yeah. they're a horrible, borderline triple A team. Okay, no brainer, no brainer. Uh, yeah, move the, on to four. We, okay. we made it disagreed on the on the Washington, right. uh, Washington Generals or whatever they are. Last, Come on, geez. last week, but well, they're not playing Houston. the whole Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> this is baseball now. Get your head out of the you know where else. So. Senators, Nationals, All right, whatever. Nick Swartz. <laughs> now we're moved on. We've we've got the, the difficult decision out of the way now, and we are on to the fourth ranked team in the American League West. Nick Swartz. The the fourth rank, um, I, I would have to say Seattle. It, Seattle would be the fourth, I believe. Uh, I don't think they're they have high expectations, and they might jump out and they may go through little runs. But I think when the dust settles, they're, they're the fourth fourth place team in the okay, West. Okay, so you got them at four. Bacon, where are you at with this one? I agree with Seattle with Nick on this. Seattle one. at fourth. Yes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a PS3 guy. I'm not a, a Nintendo guy anymore. Interesting. I'm going to Seattle in fourth place. Interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Anaheim Angels in fourth place this year. I think that's a broke-down palace over there at Anaheim. I think they're uh, busted up. By, uh, I think that you got, you got uh, Pujols, who says he's going to have a better year this year. He's going to be coming back. Hamilton's hurt. You know, he, he's, he's always hurt. Uh, their pitching yeah. staff is, is, is aging. Are they the Yankees of the eighties? Where the Yankees they just spend be. money on every big name they could think of and threw it at them? And they've got Blue Mike Trout who's thought about it. They have Mike Trout, who's arguably the best player in baseball all around. Uh, they have him. He's going to put spark into the uh, the offense. But this is kind of a boring team uh, on paper to me. It looks like a kind of a boring team this year. So I'm going to put Anaheim in the four spot. So now we get to the big three. Nick, you uh, you go first. Certainly, uh, I would say. The Angels, and I don't want. I, and I, I believe in the Angels, and and I think that if they are finishing third or fourth, there's going to be a lot of changes. So she's gone, a bunch of things. But I can't see them finishing any higher than third because of everything you said. Why they would finish in fourth? You know, um, they're definitely not a top two team in a very strong division. And what happens if if Jared Weaver pops an elbow or C.J. Wilson pops an elbow? They're done. They're, besides those two, that pitching staff is not really good. They don't have. C.J. Wilson's not even that good. Oh, he's you he's, he's, he's going to be. Not. You mark my words, buddy. When you go to draft day, he's going to have a big year this year. He's going to have a big year this year. He's going to be the best fantasy player besides Mike Trout on the end. You have him on your team, don't you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, so, anyway. but uh, So, uh, Trevor? Uh, and I'm going to Anaheim. It's, it's a two-division league in the West to me. And you guys have the secretly been emailing each other, haven't you? Well, we've been you know, having Deshaun Jackson uh, you know, AA-type meetings together. So. Wow. Yes, we are. Wow. Well. It's like decaf coffee and everything else going on there, too. So. I go for the free donuts. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to flip-flop it. I'm going to put Oakland... I'm going to put Oakland, uh, this is an interesting franchise, and they've done a lot with it, and I'd pull for them every year, uh, but they just across the board don't have the talent I think it takes to be a top one or two or a playoff contender this year. Now, they may prove me wrong, but I'm going to put Oakland in the three spot there, which that leaves us to the top two, which we could conveniently do at the same time because it's one or the other, right? So <laughs> Nick Schwartz, finish us up on the right. American League West. You know, I'm going Oakland, too, with, again, similar things you say. I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Um, I just think, you know, anyone that's seen Moneyball, like, they haven't changed <laughs> since then. They're right. the number two team. Number one team's Texas. Um, that, that team, to me, just, you know, looks, you know, like one of the best teams in the, the, the entire American League, if not in baseball. Texas is a good team. Trevor? I think I should go before Nick next time because it makes it sound like I'm ripping him off again because I agree with him. I'm going Rangers. (laughs) I don't don't think there's anything, any plagiarism going on. I think what it is is I think there's bumpy going on behind the scenes that you guys are secretly, you're secret lovers. I I hear that like, secret lover. You guys are both in Speedos and there's oil and shit involved. I'm speaking to him through Gmail chat right now. 
Well, I can't believe you've been like thinking this stuff in your brain. You speed those, and oh my goodness gracious. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, so I'm gonna I'm I'm I mixed it up because I I I did um, I got Oakland in third, so I'm gonna bring Seattle into the second spot. I think Seattle's got enough pitching and enough with the acquisition of Robinson Cano. Um, I believe they've got enough to possibly sneak in there and make some noise for the first time in forever. I could be crazy. I could be crazy, but then of course I've got Texas winning it all in the American League West. Um, we can safely agree on the basement dweller and the. Uh, the winner. We're, we got a three-way going on both of those. So yeah, I don't think anybody's picking Houston out of being last place, not only in the West. But what if Houston would win the division this year? That, they, is it even? It's not even possible, right? How, no. The question if they win the division is how quickly does Disney make a movie about it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how bad is Jerry Bruckheimer's script the facts of it? Okay, so for, for fun, on that note, on that note, it's a 160-game season. What's Houston's record at the end of the season, Nick Swartz? <laughs> Just for fun, we'll, we'll write it down. Fifty and one hundred and two. I think they may win fifty games. Fifty. He said you may. You, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give them sixty-five games. I'm gonna. I think they win sixty-five games this year. Uh, How many games do they win? This I'm, year, I'm going prices right. One dollar. I'm taking the one. So you're you're under, <laughs> underneath Nick. Yeah. If you, if so you're thinking they're gonna win less than going fifty. going over, right? So I'm gonna oh, take the under. I'm gonna go one dollar. So I'm gonna go anything below what, fifty. What a putt! So uh, we we have to get to another real quick break here. Stay with us when we come back. We'll do the National League West, and then we'll talk about this March Madness basketball tournament that's supposedly going on. I don't know whether that's actually going on or not. Right here on the Big Nasty Show on fourteen fifty thesportsbuzz.com. Ah, welcome back into the program. Here, uh, we're just we're just sitting around on a Monday afternoon, Monday evening. I like how your voice goes like more mellow with the music. It's it's because it's it's seductive. When I and played when the Iron uh, Maiden earlier, you were pumped up and into right, it. Oh, that's, that's absolutely. I, that's why. That's why. I, that's why we have that sound list. But now you're like a white version of Don Cheadle from the ladies that's band right, over there. Well, I can bring it down, sexy. I can bring it down soft and sexy. You that's, missed. Uh, I, I, I tell you, that's how we should talk all the time on the air. I so. almost extended our break. Me and Nick were having a great Eagles conversation. I, I heard you having that on. Yeah. When I'm trying to concentrate uh, on. I'm trying to concentrate on the next segment. I almost took the segment. Off the air, oh, went so, so me and Nick could keep talking. Uh, so, uh, if uh, if you're on the social medias, by the way, you can find uh, you can find this show on Twitter or Facebook. Big nasty show. It's that simple. Keeps it real simple. Just type type it in, like or share or follow or however you want to do it. Like simple and, Jack and, and simple right on <laughs> and, and and chime in with us. I got a couple things I want to touch real quick before we bring Nick back into the conversation. First of all, um, there was some brotherly love down in Tampa. Apparently, Mike Williams got stabbed. Guess who the stabber was? <laughs> it's, they, they, they believe it's his brother. That happens. What's, yeah, what's, <laughs> when, when, when were you ever in a situation where it's like, oh, uh, yeah, me and my brother got into a little disagreement. I stabbed him. I stuck a knife. I stuck a knife in him. He had to go to the hospital. I mean, God, Lord have mercy. So, uh, <laughs> and anyway, I wanted to give a quick, quick moment of silence or a moment of God to the. Uh, you've heard all about this plane that disappeared. This flight. Uh, an MTM 370 or whatever went down, went down in the South Indian Ocean, and they've been searching for these people for two weeks now. And uh, today they finally came on and said, that's it. We're done with the search. Obviously, 
these people are not alive. Um, we'll continue to search for the bodies and stuff, but these people are uh, pronounced dead. So, um, I don't, and I'm, my, my question is like, what, can you can you imagine what that feeling is like when you're on if you're on a plane and it's like you hear that strange like mm, <laughs> you're you're clearly going down and and what can you imagine? You're I, like you you look out you see water everywhere. It's like what in the you just described a, a, a version of basically the entire Rich Cotite era of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's, <laughs> that's what it felt like. It felt oh, like going down in a plane. I, I think they can confirm that. Uh, so we're going to go back to the Oxmore Ford Lincoln buzz line. Uh, and as we do that, uh, I want to tell you about this golf package that we've got. Again, uh, the prices and everything are getting themselves worked out. I know that it's uh, it's going to be less than 25 bucks for the courses. Can you spout a few of those courses off for me? Uh, there, Trevor, on the top of your head. I know we've got Glen Oaks, we've got the Polo Fields, we've got the Chariot Run, we've got Woodhaven. Am I missing any? I know there's a whole bunch. We're going to have two cards. We're going to have an Indiana card and a Louisville card. And let me tell you what. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned you said Polo for Heritage Hill, Woodhaven, Heritage Hill, uh, Valley and, View. Oh, it just gets better and better. Valley Views and Chariot nice Run. You mentioned Glen Oaks. You mentioned fourteen fifty. The Sports Buzz forward slash golf cards and Christmas Lake, which is in Santa Claus. And Christmas too. Lake, which is new new member of the equation. So you can go play golf and visit the home that Jay Cutler grew up. In. Uh, back to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line. Uh, Nick, you still with us, buddy? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Loving so now, conversation. so now we're now uh, after all this jibber jabber, we we've got to we've got to get to it now, boys. I don't know uh, if you look at uh, Bacon in the booth here, you realize that there's no getting anything in an efficient manner. Uh, but and you probably Nick, all that good loving and seed dropping off that you've been doing lately, I'm sure you're in best tip top shape as well, huh? <laughs> I could run a, right now. I could run a marathon. What? <laughs> okay. What? Oh wow, that I'd like to see. Can we get that on tape? That's what it's so. Absolutely. Uh, so let's 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 jump to the uh, let's let's do the National League West um, quickly, and then we'll get to the March Madness brackets. As we'll pick our Final Four, our Elite Eight, and so on and so forth. But first, we'll do the National League West. The representatives of the National League West: the Dodgers, of course, the Giants, Arizona, Colorado Rockies, and uh, San Diego Padres. Now, remember, Arizona and the Dodgers played already. The Dodgers beat them both games. Let's not. Uh, even consider that. Let's pretend those games did not happen. But uh, we'll, st- we'll do the same rotation. Oh, you want to go first? Well, that, that won't be hard to do, by you, the way, since no one watched them anyway. That's right. So we're going to go to exactly. We're going to we're going to let Trevor go first, so we don't so he's not piggybacking off of you, Nick Schwartz, from the players' view, because you've got real <laughs> so you've got solid knowledge in baseball, which he does not. So. I, I don't. So Trevor, go first. You're you're number five, and we're going to do this quickly, boys, because we want to get to this mass this quick, madness. As I told the late last lady that had, that hung out with me, quick is all I know. <laughs> I'm going Giants last. Wow, all the way down there in the bottom is where the Giants are. Nick Swartz. San Diego. Wow, interesting. I've got the Rockies in the basement. I think after Carlos Gonzalo and Troy Tulowitzki, they got nothing. Trevor, number four. Uh, I'm going to go Rockies next. Uh, they move up because, well, they're all in a better mood now thanks to the new laws in Colorado. Oh, <laughs> yes. I- I'd be in better mood if I was out there too. So, Nick, who's the four spot? Well, here I'm piggybacking on bacon. Um, I'm going Colorado because I'm telling you, you can win there with pitching. There's oil. You can there, pitching win baseball. I'm telling you, there's speedos and oil involved in this little sandwich you guys <laughs> got going, and it's making me nauseous. Anyway, I'm moving on. Uh, I've got San Diego in the hole there. I, it, San Diego just doesn't have any offense. I just, I, I just don't see it. I don't see San Diego having any offense. Uh, so they're gonna, they're gonna be in fourth, but just a little bit better than uh, the the Rockies. So, uh, bacon three spot. Three uh, is irrelevant because I don't think anyone's catching my number one team anyway, but I'll go San Diego. San Diego in the three-hole. Interesting. Okay. All right. 
Nick Sports, who's in the three hole? Arizona in, in, in the third spot. He okay. just changed his mind quickly because he didn't want to say the same He don't want to say it. I know. You guys are soft. Soft in more than one way. I know. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to go. This is a little twist, though, because I disagree with you guys on both of these leagues, and I love it. I love every minute of it. I've got the Giants in the three spot. I just, again, I, I think the Giants, like, I don't think Kane has a great year this year. I don't think Lincecum has a great year. Bumgarner doesn't have a great year. I've never seen a lot of offensive potential with the Giants, so I'm going to put the Giants in the three spot, which leaves our top two, Trevor first. Uh, number two is Arizona, and number one is the Dodgers. I have number two, Arizona, and number one, the Dodgers. Ironically enough, are you going to mix it up at all, uh, Nick Swartz? I'm going to, uh, San Fran uh, on second and the Dodgers in first. All I mean, right. the Dodgers spent their own money. Hell, they can win the American League West. So we I got mean, a three, well, I mean, that pitching staff is too solid, man. That pitching staff, top to bottom, you've got Granke, Kershaw, Jung King Ria. How do you pronounce that one, buddy? Is it Ria, Ryu, whatever it is? He's going to be cussing me. <laughs> in in uh, Japanese, I cussed okay. at you. So. Anyway, on to what uh, I, I'm sure hasn't been talked about at all at, in the last couple of days, but let's get to this tournament. We're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're running out of time, as we always do with you, Nick, because it's always a pleasure to have you on, and uh, you are both humorous and knowledgeable, and so is my co-host. <laughs> so we've got, we've got an interesting little three-way going here. Uh, I wish I wouldn't hear so much about you guys' little two-way, but uh, anyway, we're going to go on to the basketball here. We're going to talk – we're going to do – we're going to go south first – we're gonna go. We're gonna go counterclockwise of the way the most brackets are set up. So we'll go south, east, west, midwest. If you want to call in, Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Lines three eight four fourteen fifty, and chime in. We're gonna we're gonna dissect all eight of these Sweet Sixteen games, starting with Florida and UCLA. Uh, we're gonna start with Trevor, and then go to you, Nick, and then I'll give you my two cents. So what I want is the winter, the, the winner. Pardon me, <laughs> not. It's getting hot in here. I want the winner, and I want the main reason why. Trevor, go ahead. Uh, I like you, said They've impressed me, but I'm not a Steve Alford fan. I'm going Florida to win that game. Just too much defense, and despite UCLA's good offense and the Kyle Anderson mismatch that he presents, presents I don't see Florida losing in the Sweet 16 to that game. Nick Swartz. Florida, um, senior-based team, great leader, SEC you know, player of the year, Scotty Wilkin. Um, Florida wins that. If you look down further on my particular bracket right here, you'll see that the Florida Gators are in the game where you have to pick the score. You know what that means. That means they're the winner. They're the winner of it all this year. I don't think anybody beats Florida this year. They're playing strong. Billy Donovan has got that that team playing as good as they can at the right time. So I agree with all both of you. Florida advances to the Elite Eight. Dayton, interesting surprise team. They beat Syracuse. They beat Western uh, – pardon me. They beat Ohio State, then Syracuse. They're on to the Sweet 16. They play Stanford, who is also sort of an upset story. They beat uh, Kansas in the last game, and that was a great game if you didn't get a chance to see it. Dayton versus Stanford. Trevor, what's happened in this game? Uh, it's a tough one because I think both teams have obviously pluses and minuses. And I look at the coaches in these type of games, and I'm torn between Archie Miller, who I, I do like as a coach, and Johnny Dawkins, who I like more as a player than maybe a coach. But I'm going to go Johnny Dawkins and Stanford. I think Dayton's in run ends in the Sweet 16. Where did Johnny Dawkins play pro ball at? He, well, he played mostly for the Spurs. Okay, I got you. Nick Swartz, Dayton, Stanford. Uh, Stanford. Um, I, you know, I look at Stanford, and, and they, you know, shoot great free throws. You know, they're a very intelligent team, obviously. And um, well, coach, I don't again, know so. how Dayton got by, but they're, they're, they're not as good as Stanford. So that uh, They're the equivalent of Scrappy right there, 100%. I like the Cinderella story, Dayton, to get past Stanford in this game. So we got that, that, that makes a matchup there. Who, who do you got winning the South? 
to represent the Final Four. Trevor first. Florida dominates. Florida dominates to win the, the South. Game, no. Any discrepancy with that, Nick? No, nah, Florida's too good. That's yeah. a three-way. That's the good kind of three-way because we got all of us have Florida going to the big dance. Now, we could be proved wrong, but that's what the beauty of the March Madness is all about. So uh, let's move right across. We'll go over to the West. We've got Arizona State, or pardon me, Arizona, San Diego State. First, you, Trevor. Uh, I like Arizona too much in this game. Way too talented. Brandon Ashley loss isn't enough to make them lose to San Diego State. Nick Swartz. You know, before last night's game, I may have picked against Arizona, but I actually seen they do can play some offense now, and if they're going to think some things out, they blew like them out. Arizona in this game. Blew them out. Made made Gonzaga look silly. And I liked Gonzaga in that game. I tell which you is what, sad. San Diego State is making some serious noise, but they, have they beaten anybody yet? Not in my opinion. So I think I agree with you guys. Arizona moves on. Baylor Wisconsin's a huge game of uh, to me. Uh, it's very interesting, Trevor. And we got to speed it up as we always do. Uh, Just like that love making before this tournament. If you told me Baylor Wisconsin, I would take Wisconsin seven days a week and twice on Sunday. Baylor's playing way too hot. I like Bo Ryan. I'm not a fan of Scott Drew, but Baylor's got too much talent. They win this game. Go to lead eight. I like it. I like it. I, I, Nick Swartz, you with that? I know. I totally disagree. And the reason why Baylor plays his zone. Wisconsin's got ballers on the outside. They got a middleman to put in the middle to break that zone. Wisconsin will light it up. Ben Brush, remember that name? Beats Baylor. Baylor's I'm, playing great D. I'm going to D for Wisconsin. Get up. I'm going to come up behind you and piggyback off of you because those points are exactly what I was about to make. Wisconsin moves on to play Arizona, and then who represents the West in the Final Four? Trevor. Arizona. No matter if they play Baylor, Wisconsin. I mean, Arizona wins it. Okay, Nick. Who do you like? Arizona. Oh well, I've got it. I've got it from the from the get go. I have Wisconsin going all the way, so uh, to meet up with uh, Florida. So Wisconsin's going to go on for me in that division. So we got to speed these two up. We're just going to do it real quick here. We're going down to the East, Virginia and Michigan State. Nick, Nick, you go first. These this series, Virginia. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go Michigan State in this game. I got Virginia. I like the way they're playing. Connecticut, UConn's all the way out there against Ohio uh, Iowa State. Nick, who do you like in this one? Uh, Shabazz Napier and UConn. UConn. UConn moves on. You're not going to find a better game, one-on-one matchup with guards between Napier and Kane. That's going to be a great tournament. game. That's going to be a good game. But I like Iowa State. Yeah. I like Iowa State in this one. I like I, Iowa I, State, too. I think Connecticut's kind of blew their load already. I like uh, Iowa State to move to, to face Virginia. And then I like Virginia to move on to represent the East in the Final Four. Where are you at with this, Nick? Yeah. Virginia, Virginia really proved a lot so far toward it to me. I wouldn't have picked the, the, the same, you know, week two weeks ago. But again, Virginia, right. you know, they can show they can score too. But you can't ever count out Tom Izzo. You can't ever count out Izzo. Trevor, hey, who do you like? Who do you like to represent I, I'm the East? I'm going Iowa State in there. And listen, I love Tony Bennett. His dad, Dick Bennett, the year Wisconsin went to Final Four is the only year I ever won a bracket pool. So I should support the family. But I'm going Iowa State. Okay, and the big game in these parts. The big game. We're moving over to the Midwest. The big game in these parts. It's over. It's almost over the top. The enthusiasm, the excitement, the anticipation. UK. I'm going to let you go first, Nick, because you're as unbiased in this game as you could be. UK plays the Louisville Cardinals. Who's the winner? Louisville wins. Uh, Rick Pino's not going to lose twice to Kentucky in one season. Kentucky, I think, you know, blew theirs and getting that last game against Wichita State. They're the most unbalanced, uneven group of freshmen and overhyped, and they will lose to Louisville. Okay, Trevor? I'm not going to give details because i got a whole week's worth of my own show to give details for this breakdown. Okay. So, but I'm going to say Louisville. I like to win the game. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with a three-way on that one. Tennessee, Michigan, real quick, Nick. Who wins it? Michigan. Michigan moves on. Trevor? A lot closer than I give them credit for. I think Michigan does advance, though. I think Tennessee gives them a better game than thought, though. Okay. Michigan or Louisville, who's the, who's the Midwest rep? Nick? 
Michigan. Michigan. Love Michigan. Ah, I know Trevor's going with Louisville. Been, um, been you got to go with Louisville. Been a Michigan hater all year long in my bracket. The only one I did is Michigan is overrated is what it's called. Nick, I'm who's your Louisville. national champion? Who's your national champion, the Nick? National, the Florida Gators. Trevor. Florida Gators. Virginia Cavaliers. Thomas Jefferson would be proud of you. You heard it here. Nick, thanks for joining us, buddy. We got we to gotta, we gotta bounce. Uh, up next, we got... Uh, what do we got up next? We got the IU Sports Report. That's right. Good Grenadier. Grenadier Sports Report. Ready to go next. You're not a tucker, right here on 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Free and easy.